Flight Size Insights with Kantar Australia. Hi listeners, this is Fritz from Kantar Australia Bite Size Insights. I'm here today with Creative Development Specialist Daniel Lauder to talk today about some advertising transferability. Dan, thanks for joining. Thank you. So aside from consistent brand building, it's often cost effective, I guess, for advertisers to leverage creative concepts globally. What is critical to advertising effectiveness when it comes to using it around the world? I mean, it's a great question, uh, Fritz, and I, I think we see this asked by a lot of our clients, um, uh, particularly our global clients, uh, when it comes to this, mainly because they want to um, make sure that they're being as efficient as possible with their creative in terms of laddering that down from global through to local. Um, but what we found is that there's actually only around 60% of ads um, globally that match their performance between markets um, on uh, measures like enjoyment. So uh, when you think about that, there's almost, you know, if there's almost half the time that you take an ad from global down to local and you're not going to be successful in making that transition. So I think um, it's definitely something that is interesting uh, to a lot of clients as a result. Uh, in terms of um, what is critical, uh, I think we can isolate pretty much three different areas and, and that is uh, category and brand status. Uh, positioning of a brand and cultural issues within the market as the three things that lead to good versus bad transferability. Mm. So what do you mean by brand status? Tell me a little bit more why that's important. Uh, I think brand status is uh, really important because of um, the different brands positions in different markets and that can come down to a size of the brand in individual markets um, as well as how it's positioned from a behavioural or, or attributional um, perspective as well. So something like uh, you know a, a Dove or Rexona in Australia um, looks very, very different even to New Zealand. Um, uh, as, a, as a market that's often you know, very closely aligned to Australia in theoretical terms. Um, in fact, actually looks quite different when you go across the different that's, markets. That's really interesting. Wow. Um, you mentioned also positioning and cultural issues. Can you tell me a little bit more about those? Yep. Um, so positioning, I, I guess, is is your uh, ties in quite nicely with the cultural issues in the sense of is your message going to resonate? So um, that might be the case in Australia, but it might not be the case in Germany. Might not be the case in uh, Russia. So. Um, Will your message resonate is something that's quite tied into cultural issues and cultural norms. So the level of, I guess, advertising sophistication in a market, um, cultural issues um, that might affect creative specifically, media consumption habits as well. Um, and then I guess a consideration for marketers coming out of that is whether certain countries can be clustered based on what they think the response might be to the creative. So, you know, we do know that, you know, in spite of the fact that there are some significant differences, uh, Countries like Australia and New Zealand and, and Canada, for example, do align fairly well in the sense that they have, you know, uh, quite homogenous cultural norms in some respects. But in other respects, they don't. And I think there's, there are still some areas of advertising where you will need to be careful in that. I guess that really advocates for testing, um, you know, sort of no matter what, even Absolutely. if you think it's something that, you know, is going to transfer across. Yep. Okay. Um, can you give me an example of some Kantar research maybe that um, where, where we did have a good outcome with transferring the advertising across that maybe we did a bit of research on? 
Yeah, I, I think that um, there's a particular example that I like that we looked into for a recent review of um, some creative with a, a client, and that was um, Coke's Brotherly Love. And so this was a creative that they um, put to market that was about, I guess, um, a little bit about sibling rivalry, a little bit about anti-bullying and that kind of stuff. And they took um, they took a model out of uh, the States for how that ad would look. Um, and then they, I guess, shipped it around the world. But they did specific things in specific markets to ensure that, you know, um, some of the things, uh, some of the nuances, the cultural nuances of those markets were adhered to. And uh, the easiest example I can think of is in when they took the ad to, to Nigeria and um, they, they had a, a significant shift in the talent that they used, um, but also in the way that the brothers interacted and um, the level of, uh, some of the level of violence that was portrayed in the bullying versus not um, some of the um, dis the display of the emotion, how outward it was versus not. Um, some interesting cultural nuances within that and that you could understand would play very differently in each of those markets. Um, and I guess it's just, you know, <laughs> something, you know, gets said all the time, play the percentages, right? So um, making sure we talk to, you know, the target in as broad a sense as possible within each of those markets. And sometimes that target, um, you know, looks, thinks, feels very different um, across those different markets. So um, it's quite an obvious one in some respects, but one that really needs to be um, adhered to. I think that's a really interesting example. I mean, it sounds like the positive outcome that, you know, the transferability was through the awareness that actually they had to get some of those details right, not necessarily um, necessarily the most obvious thing without being be able to understand what makes an ad transferable. Yeah, and that, that's very true. There would have been, and, and I think part of the shining glory with, of this, and not that I know in any detail, is that there, that you would think that there would have to have been some exploratory work done there to determine exactly what cultural nuances they were looking at. And uh, I guess, seeing where we are here, we would strongly encourage that before you go and dip into different markets around the world. Examining those cultural nuances, your category and brand status and positioning are really important. Yeah. Any last recommendations for a client who's looking to transfer creative um, around the world? Thinking really deeply about um, where your brand sits within the category, um, what the category itself looks like. You know, in some areas around the world, your category might be highly premiumized. In other areas, it might be all down to health and natural trends. Um, you know, there's a varying amount of um, there are a lot of variables in exactly what the category status and the brand status will look like and doing the right level of exploratory work around that is important. Equally important in terms of um, cultural issues and nuances and understanding and confirming I guess what you think might be enjoyable in your market and as to whether that will transfer over. So some of the things we you know we suggest when when doing that for example is to latch on to things or concepts that are universal in their application. So, uh, for example, being a parent or you know having the sibling rivalry we spoke about with um, Coke before. These things are, are universal um, to human beings, universal truths to human beings. So, um, tapping into those creatively is often the best way um, to forward um, because it means that you know you've you've got an opportunity to speak to people no matter where they come from. That's great. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Fritz.